Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kia good morning. Welcome to Trots Talk and a Sunday morning. Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor and a host of guests joining you on this Sunday. I hope your Sunday started well. It's beautiful in Auckland. We'll get the weather report from Canterbury very shortly because we're racing sort of around the Canterbury region. It's actually mid-Canterbury, the green and golds. We're heading to Ashburton today, one of the great tracks in the country for the harness racing this afternoon. On the galloping front, by the way, there's two meetings today. Matamata, which was on Friday, has bumped across uh, to Sunday because of the weather. So three domestic equine meetings today and it's also a show where we're going to go north and south because on Friday night uh, we crowned a new queen of Addington Katie Cox was the queen of Addington she had two big feature race wins she had a first ever training success uh, at group level with it's tough and the welcome stakes we're going to talk to her Gregory is going to do the southern man segment even though he is not the only southern man on the show I'm Definitely a southern man of types, although the south doesn't claim me anymore. And then we're coming north to talk to Jamie McKinnon about the upcoming Auckland Cup and how the club's going and how they feel about their cup carnival, which is obviously a lot later in the year than it used to be. And then we'll go even further south, all the way down south, to Brent McIntyre, because Macca Lodge are bringing horses to the weanling cell coming up at Karaka. And it's an awfully long way to take little baby horses from down south to Auckland. So we'll talk about the logistics of that. Gregory, a lot going on this morning. And I tell you what, Gregory, I was watching the Welcome Stakes the other day. And at one stage, the two Purden horses rolled to the lead in the trail. And a little bit of me went, huh, this will be a bit boring. But I tell you what, it wasn't. Absolutely, Michael. It wasn't. Morning to you. Morning to all the mums out there as well on, on Mother's Day, including my own uh, Margaret. And Yeah, look, the race meeting at Addington on Friday night was superb, Michael. Uh, not only did we have the Group 1, which was won by the All-Stars, but it was won by a very good horse and don't stop dreaming. Uh, but we had this domination of, of Katie Cox. She took out the uh, Heather Williams Memorial with uh, a trotter that she's had a great association with, Time Up the Hill. And, uh, of course, then she took out the Avon City Ford New Zealand Welcome Stakes, the 80th running, Michael, of that uh, prestigious event. And she did it with a horse which was on debut. All right, let's have a listen to uh, a very changeable last 400 metres of the Avon City Ford Welcome Stakes. And then we're going to talk to someone who anointed the new Queen of Addington. To getting their wheels spinning here, leads by three quarters, a little silence going with him on the outside. Then came Bronson from It's Tough, Vegas Strip and Song Sung Blue, but it's Major Hot the one to catch, 30 and 3 the third quarter. A little silence, a half length away from Bronson, and then came Vegas Strip and It's Tough, Major Hot the leader. A little silence and It's Tough coming in at the outside, Major Hot, a little silence goes to it. It's Tough coming after a little silence, Bronson up the lane, It's Tough comes over the top and It's Tough and Katie Cox won the welcome stakes. It's tough, been a little silence. 
An upset, not a huge upset because It's Tough was only $10 and it's great to have Katie joining us this morning. Katie, it must be a wonderful feeling to listen to that again, to realise it's reality and to think that's you up there beating our greatest ever juvenile stable in a serious race. Oh, definitely. It was a pretty exciting moment, that's for sure. How did you like logging on to Harness Racing New Zealand yesterday morning and seeing a story that says you're the Queen of Addington? Because you know what? You deserve to be. On Friday night, you you were the Queen. You were the boss. That must feel pretty cool. Oh, no. Thanks very much for that. No, I do appreciate it. I mean, it was no, certainly a good night to be able to win those sort of races. And yeah. Talk to us about It's Tough because I suppose there's good juveniles and then there's come out and beat the all-stars in a group race juveniles. When did you start to think that It's Tough was the second of those things, one of the really good juveniles? He's been a lovely horse, like we broke him in. Yeah, right from day one, he's been a really nice-mannered horse and he's, you know, he's a relaxed horse, typical better's delight around home. He's very tractable and he, yeah, he just does whatever you ask him to do, he does it and he always does it within himself, you know, and he sort of has done um, with everything to date and takes everything in his stride, like first time in at Addington and first time under the light. So, yeah, he certainly, and he crawled really well, you know, his heart rate's always good and, you know, just a bit of better's delight came out late in the running and he, he really put his head down and dug in. Morning to you, Katie. Congratulations again on, on Friday night. Uh, a terrific night for you. Ray Riki obviously owns the mother, Cullen's uh, Mercy, and she was a good race horse in her own right, winning uh, a handful of races, but she's left. Uh, she's tough, he's tough, it's tough. It's in folder. Better's delight again, and um, obviously you'll be hoping to get the next one as well, well I would imagine, but um, Ray is sort of an infectious type of fella, isn't he? And uh, having success for him and a wider group of owners, um, yeah, was really satisfying for you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, big thanks has to go to Ray. I mean, without him, we wouldn't have this horse at all. And uh, he, he was a good supporter of mine as a junior driver too, Ray. And he's, yeah, you know, spent years, I mean, getting this family to what it is. I think he bought the... Yeah, be the grand dam of, of it's tough and yeah he's always bred to good stallions and he's looked after them as young horses really well and put the horse first and he yeah gave me the opportunity to get into this horse with some of our our stable clients yeah some existing ones and a few new ones too so very grateful to him for that and yeah and the support from the owners that trusted me early on that the horse was going to be all right. Katie, tell us a little bit more about your background. And I note in Michael's article on uh, on Harness Racing New Zealand, 99 career wins now, so uh, you're pretty close to that uh, milestone. But you spent some time with uh, Dean Taylor, Ken Barron, I think Jamie Gamerson as well. Tom Twidle's always been a, a really big supporter of you. And, in fact, I'm pretty sure your only other group race success was in a Forbury four- and five-year-old championship for him with Woodley Legend. So tell us a bit more about... Katie Cox. Yeah, oh, well, initially I came from show jumping background. Yeah, I had um, oh, Mavis Harris and Chris Harris were probably a big influence early on with the ponies and, yeah, a tiny bit with the gallopers when I was at school, sort of riding, yeah, breaking in ones doing that. And then, yeah, when I finished school, I spent a little bit of time in America with show hunter horses and came back here, worked for Jamie and Natalie for a little bit, just doing yelling preparations. And then it sort of went from there, had a drive on, on the odd standard bird and 
enjoyed it a wee bit. And then, yeah, I went to university and did a degree in um, property evaluation and management. And during that time, I helped um, Colin and Julie DeFilippi out in the morning for lectures. And it kind of just went from there and then went to, um, yeah, back to Jamie Gamerson for a little bit and Dean Taylor's and, yeah, then Ken Barron's. But no, I've been um, very fortunate, the trainers that I've worked for, you know, they've all been good good horsemen and, and horsewomen in their own right sort of a thing. And, yeah, yeah, no, Tom Fidel's been a great supporter of mine right from when I was a junior driver and, you know, first group winning race was for him. I think it was my first drive and one actually. So, yeah, you know, just grateful to um, everyone yeah, and, and my owners now and we sort of started off just breaking in horses but we've yeah, ended up with a few more race horses around us now. Yeah, well yearling sales time is, is a big time for you and, and you had uh, large numbers there in February. So what's the balance like now? How many horses do you have in work? Yeah, so normally we, we try and sort of keep under, yeah, around that 20, sort of around there is plenty. I've got really good help at home. We've got three good staff, but, um, yeah, they're in the mornings, and, and Mum's a big help. You know, she does all the paperwork side of things, and, yeah, and helps out around the stables when needed as well. So, no, I couldn't do it without the team I've got around me at home. And a horse that's yeah, no. kept the Katie Cox name in lights has been this one, Time Up the Hill. She got group race success in the Hara de Trotters Heather Williams Memorial. Down to the 400 metres, it's time up the hill with the lead. By a length, I dream of Jeannie and Paramount Empress. Then Miss Alyssa from the Bloss. 29-7, the back straight quarter. Time up the hill turns the corner. I dream of Jeannie, the outside, trying to go with her. Paramount Empress runs on the lane. It's time up the hill, the leader. Paramount Empress a length and a half away. And then came I dream of Jeannie. Time up the hill. It's going great guns, though. She leads a length and a half and getting clear at the finish. Time up the hill, too good. Goes all the way. Beats Paramount. So all the stars aligned, Katie, because that was start 50 for time up the hill. Uh, you obviously knew you are on the best horse and thought, I'm going to take luck out of play here. Once you got the lead, got some pretty good sectionals in front, and she was able to power home in 56 and a half seconds. Uh, it must be a great feeling driving a quality trotter like her. Oh, yeah, wonderful driving a horse like her. really appreciate the opportunity to be on her. She's got a lot of speed and beautiful gait, and... Yeah, she's got good gate speed from a mobile and when she found the front and got those few sort of easy sectionals in between, she was going to be pretty hard to beat. But saying that, it was a really nice field too, so she, she did have to be good to do what she did. Yeah, well, she's nearly at uh, $200,000 now. And, of course, she was Group 1 placed in the trotting free-for-all back in December. So, uh, well, she was already worth a lot of money. But as I spoke to Michael Ward on Friday night about, it's not about the money for them. It's a family horse. Craig's involved, uh, which uh, I know is, uh, you know, as big a thrill for you as well, uh, having that opportunity to drive for the family. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, re really cool opportunity and... And no, just a, like a lovely horse, you know, and the same thing with um, Mike Ward. I mean, he spent years getting that family as well. So they're sort of the horses that people put a lot of energy and a lot of effort in to get, you know. They've selected the stallions and selected the mares and granddams way back. So that's no, pretty cool. Katie, when you go to Addington on a Friday night, and, and you've obviously had nearly 100 wins, but you're in a group race against the All-Stars in a juvenile race, and, and they're not unbeatable. You proved that, but they usually win. 
Does it get to the stage where when you've done that a few times, you almost expect them to beat you, and particularly when they lead in trail like the other night, or is it's tough special enough that he gave you some confidence you could win? Oh, no, like you've got to have huge respect for um, All-Star stables. Like, they, yeah, they're a massive team, you know, and they do a great, they obviously do a wonderful job and they have a lot of horses that they'd be, you know, be choosing from those ones that we see at the races. I guess they're probably the best of them with, we only have, you know, not even probably a handful of two-year-olds each season. But, no, with that horse, because it was his first start, it's tough. I, I just wanted to let him sort of do his own thing off the arm and certainly didn't want to be burning him early and it was just a matter of... um. Yeah, wanting to give him a good trip without doing too much work, and no, I was, I was, you know, I was confident he would go a good race. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't say like he wouldn't be thinking about sort of winning and all that. But I knew if he got a half decent trip, he'd certainly be putting his best foot forward, like he's done everything we've ever asked him. But as we always know, it's a massive step up in those sort of races. But he, no, he did everything we could have hoped for. Katie, you were telling me the other day that it's tough's not for sale. Now, clearly a horse like him would get instant offers. Is it a case that you've had decent offers already and it's just been a no conversation? Or say this week, say the phone rings and somebody says, we've got 250, 300 for this horse. Have the owners just actually had a meeting and declared, no, we're keeping this horse? Or do you expect there to be some more conversations in the future? Oh, no, so the horse has sort of already been sold, like Ray Riki, yeah, said to me that we, we put a number, quite a number of people in, so the horse has sort of had its sale early on, and yeah, now they've just, everyone's just got little shares in them, so they all want to keep him, keep him in race, and no, it's as simple as he sort of, not, not for sale, you know, so that's, that's easy, easy, which isn't very common in our stable, like to be honest, most, most of the decent ones are sold, you know, a lot of them are sold before they even race for us, so. Because, yeah. He's not sire stakes eligible, and he's not sales series entered either, obviously, because he's a homebred. Is it exciting for you to think you have a horse who, for the next two years, three years, God willing, you can take to derbies and group races, and you can be out there on the biggest stage, you know, in races that people are talking about? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely that potential in front of him end of the day we'll just put the horse yeah horse first whatever he needs like he is quite a big horse as I said to the owners I think he goes in close to a 62 inch hobble I did say to the owners you know it's a bonus when he went to get the trials whatever he whatever he does it too is just a wee bit of a bonus and an education sort of thing for him really I think he will improve a lot you know in 12 months time he'll be a much better stronger horse than what he is at this stage yeah, so we'll, we'll look after him, you know, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise, the fact that he's not going to have to chase him around in every two-year-old race, and yeah, he can have a good spell, go to the settling stakes and then a good spell. Yeah. All right, Katie, you've had the biggest Friday night of your career on Friday night. Um, how do you and your partner Craig celebrate? Because if you played in a footy final or a netball final or a cricket final and, and you had your biggest night of your career, the next day you get the day off. But in harness racing, that doesn't happen. Many times you're back at work eight hours later. Have you had a chance to sit down and have a glass of wine and, and celebrate what happened? Or does that have to be stored away for another day in the future when there's not races going on? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's sort of stored away for another day in the future, to be honest. By the time I got home and unloaded the horses and that, it was about 11.30 and then back into it, 6 o'clock in the morning again. And Yeah, no, we're sort of... 
got a wee bit of a busy time with weaning foals and that at the moment, so we haven't had the, the time to quite sit down and enjoy it yet, but I'm sure that will come anyway. Well, I hope it does, and you deserve it, and it's so cool to talk to somebody different. Um, as I said, halfway during that race, Katie, I thought you and everybody else in the race had no chance of catching the All-Stars. It was a very cool change of tempo to see it happen. Lots of people really enjoying your success on Friday night. And for now, at least for a couple more weeks, Katie, because the action returns to Auckland this week, uh, you're going to be the Queen of Addington. So that's your title for a little while until Natalie or someone like Sarah O'Reilly tries to steal it back. That's the one on. It sounds good to me. Good on you. That's Katie Cox, the Queen of Addington. And Greg, it's, um, it w- I'll be honest, I was watching the race, and, and as much as we're all friends with Mark and Natalie and, and Nathan, and obviously lots of people in the industry respect them, in the halfway stage, I was like, oh, God. Oh, and nothing personal. It's not, I just thought, you know, do I need to see this again? Another welcome stakes. And, and it, that, maybe some people think I shouldn't think that. But well, so, it had been eight in a row. But also, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit similar to Tiaka when they win all those two-year-old gallops races. Eventually, you're like, what am I going to say about this? What are we going to write yep. about this? And I realise they're all different owners. I understand that. But it was such a refreshing feeling, not only for this horse to win, but for the second horse, who was also a debutante, uh, for Matt Purvis to get such, such a big race. So, look, I thought it was, a, it was one of the best things that could happen to the juvenile season was somebody different winning. And it wasn't like it was a Dunn or a Dalgetty. It was somebody we didn't expect. And I thought it was a breath of fresh air coming out of my television into my living room. Yep, well, that's what it felt like on track as well, with no disrespect, uh, as you say, to the All-Stars. And you're right about the second horse, a little silence, uh, sat parked for you know the majority of that race and looked the winner at the 150. It was probably, as Katie quite rightly said, the better's delight coming out uh, in its tough, and he was exactly that and, and got the job done. So um, she's a really talented person. You, you know she's got a degree now, so um, she's probably... Uh, a heck of a lot smarter than, uh, than than most people out there driving in races. With all due respect, Michael, and um, she's chosen this sport, and we're lucky she has. She's always got a smile on her face, and now she's uh, a group-winning trainer and driver uh, with her own horse. It's tough, and on that performance, uh, it probably won't be his last. Also really qualified for, for feature races later in the season, too. Automatically, you start to say, well, I can go to this, that, or the other. So not the size stakes in the sales series, unfortunately. Okay, that's got us rolling here on Trots Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. We appreciate their support every Sunday to talk about the code. Um, get your text in. Here's your chance to win a $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the TAB. Text in to double eight double three. That's a simple part. We need your name, your TAB account number. The code word for today is tough because Katie Cox and her horse had to be tough. You're going to be tough to turn up week in, week out at Addington in the cold. Finish work at 11 o'clock at night, 11.30. Go back to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So the code word is tough. Double eight double three. your name, your TRB account number, and tough. And producer dude Robbie is a soft heart. He's a gentle soul. So if you think you can con him into giving you the $50, give it your best crack. It doesn't need to be true because, let's be honest, we can't prove it anyway. On the other side of this break, we're going to come back and Greg O'Connor, who is a southern man, as I said, I am too, but no one in the South claims me. He's going to have his little song played. Then he's going to try and find us a winners on the big track at Ashburton. Don't go too far away. I'm a southern man And I'm so brilliant I got the south in my blood And I'm gonna be here Till I'm dead and well dead 
Yes, it is time for our Southern Man segment on Trot's Talk with HRNZ. Bobby B, Robert John Butt has joined us on the phone. Morning to you, Bob. Hey, Greg, how are you, mate? I'm excellent, thank you, mate. Before we get into your one and only chance today, can we have an update for our listeners on your injury, your back injury, the operation, where you're at, and when you're likely to be seen back driving? Um, I've got the all clear on... Wednesday or Thursday, so I'll be back um, back driving on Friday. All right, that's good to know. And, and where will that be? Because I do know that Manhattan's gone north, so will that be aboard her or will it be at Addington? No, I'll just stay, just stay down at home at Addington. All right, good to know. We'll get to Manhattan very shortly. What we need to talk about today is Pandaya, race number two. First starter, Philly, by down by the seaside, who's been ripping it up at the trials. You've obviously got a bit of time for her because, wow, she's opened up as short as they open up, Bob. She's into a dollar forty-five. Yeah, like she's, um, we think, think quite a bit of her. She's, um, yeah, seems, seems a nice enough filly, and she's done, sort of done it all real good at the... Um, trials and everything so obviously it's another step up going to the races but on the time she's been running she's got to sort of be competitive Bob she's uh, quite a, a scopey type of filly by down by the seaside what have you made of those how many have you got and um, yeah is she got a fair bit of developing still to still to do yeah she do, I'd, I'd say she should hopefully just keep on improving um, that's why she's sort of um, she could have raced as a two-year-old, but we thought oh, it would be the best thing for her to just um, give her a bit of time and um, and um, fill out a bit more, and hopefully she can keep improving. But um, no, the down, down by the seaside, they're um, really starting to kick a few goals now. So um, I've got one other, another maiden I don't mind either. So um, yeah, but I'd say that he's going to do a good job as a sawyer. All right, the family race, uh, this one. Cherie's been driving her at the trials, and, um, you know, the way she went last time in front, would you uh, envisage her being there again over the short course of, of the 1,700? Yeah, well, with barrier one, you sort of got to use it. And, um, yeah, I haven't given Cherie any instructions. She's in, she knows what she's doing, but she is. Um, she, she'll, she's lethal coming off of a, like, she's a real speedy filly, so um, I'm with a small field, it probably really won't matter where she sits today. She'll, she um, should be running home good wherever she is. All right. Uh, just back to Friday night, you had a couple of runners uh, that went around, three, I think, from, from memory. Get Up and Dance's run in the Country Cups final was, was quite exceptional. You must have been wrapped with that. Yeah, so, super run, mate. He just He's one of those horses you take to the races. You just don't know what to expect with him. You, Goes super in a race like that, and then you put him in a race that you think he's going to be hard to beat, and he can um, be a head scratcher. So he's just, yeah, the, the ability is always there with him. You just don't know what you're going to get. Bob, what is it? What? Why is that with him? Is it a mental issue? Is it his body? Um, why is he so in and out? Because we saw him on show day when the futurity, um, you know, a cup ago, and he was unbelievable. And then I saw him the other night put in a similar type performance. So, so what? What is uh, the challenges around get up and dance? Well, we we, we think it's just mentally, mate. It's um, like um, Nate had the same sort of problems with him. And- himself and um, yeah it's like the way, like you say the way he won on show day a couple of years ago and then I sent him down south for a race 
that in the cargo a couple of weeks ago and he <laughs> dropped out at the 600 and then he came out in a, in a real good field the other night and went super and yeah, I just to be honest, I'd, it must be a mental thing. We just don't um, don't know really how to fix it with him. He just um, keeps us on his on our toes. Yeah, well, it's a challenge for the punters as well, Bob, because they're not sure what which one's going to turn up either, mate. But anyway, some horses are, are like that. One that's not as Manhattan. You've posted her north again. Uh, she was excellent in the uncut gem just over a week ago. She's at Alexandra Park, where uh, she was second in a Group One, the Queen of Hearts, behind All American Lover, and won the Breeders uh, at her previous start. So, how's she going into those couple of mares races for the next uh, two weeks? And um, I'm assuming Matty White will be looking after her again? Yeah, she's up at Matty's. Matty will drive her. He's, it's on good, good with her. And, um, yeah, I was, I was wrapped with her run um, first up the other day. I couldn't um, couldn't get a race into her beforehand. There was nothing programmed she could go in. So to go in fresh up and do all the dirty work and, um, like, there's a super effort to keep coming at the line. You know, Johnny um, Johnny drove his mare super make it sort of impossible for us to beat her but um, I think the fair one had a run under her belt she might have um, gone a bit close but she's um, she's come through the run super anyway and travelled up really good so um, yeah fingers crossed she can uh, do a good job up there As always on the show mate we appreciate you coming on, uh, good luck with your maiden today and with Manhattan going forward and being back in the, in the bike at Addington next Friday night Thanks mate, appreciate it no, there he is, uh, Bob Butt. We appreciate him uh, being available, as we do Sam Thornley this morning. Morning to you, Sam. G'day, how's it going? Yeah, things are going well for us. Uh, what about for you? You go to Ashburton today, and I want to start by talking about your own runner, Dragon Sunrise in race number four. Of course, uh, got your, your win as a trainer at uh, her last start. What's she done since then, and what are your expectations today? Uh, yeah, it was a big thrill to get the first win. Um, I haven't really done too much with her since. I just tried to keep her nice and relaxed, and she seems to be nice and relaxed. So I don't really know what to expect, but I think she'll go a good race anyway. All right, she had one go at Ashburton before, and she was placed on that occasion. She's about a, a $12 chance today in a, in a race that well, it probably doesn't scare you. Yes, there's some ability in there, but she's always had ability, hasn't she? Yeah, no, I think it's like the first go out of Maidens, I think it's a pretty even field for her and it all worked out pretty good. Hopefully she'll just go away good and then if she goes away, I think if she gets handy enough, she'll be a good chance. All right. Now, you're domiciled at uh, Tolliman Lodge with Ken Barron now. How's that working out for you? Yeah, no, it's been really good since I made the move to Ken Barron. They've all been good to me, so no, it's going good. All right, you've got a handful of other drives uh, on the card today. Stuart's bullet boy for Andrew Forks in the first is, uh, has been trialling OK, but it's a $30 chance. One for Ken Barron, I wanted to ask you about uh, Black Mac or Black Mark, whichever way you want to go in race number five. Uh, what uh, are you hoping for there? It was actually trialling in behind Don Morrow, who, of course, was fresh up and won at Addington uh, on Friday night. So what chance in the fifth? Uh, yeah, hopefully he goes good. Probably because he hasn't raced for so long, we'll probably just be driving in quiet. But I think if everything went all right, he should be running on at the finish. All right, he's a five-year-old who's only had a couple of starts, Sam. So uh, there must be some ability there because those horses don't normally stick around the Ken Barron barn otherwise. Uh, yeah, well, he's had, he's had a few problems. I think he's had two, two nine-month breaks. So that's um, 
slowed him down a wee bit, but now he's coming back again. All right, of your remaining drives, hey, tonight, Mark Dunnett and Wind in the Wire, who uh, was successful on that coast circuit in March. Um, what's the best of those? Uh, probably hey, tonight, hopefully. Just um, there's a couple, it's a pretty even feel, but there's a couple of nice ones in it, but they're drawn bad, so hopefully they just go hard early and then we'll be able to put her in the race at some point and she should, should be pretty tough. All right, things are going well for you, mate. You currently sit fifth on that Junior Drivers Premiership, 15 in the bank so far this season. I'm sure you're going to add to uh, that, and we appreciate you coming on this morning. Cheers. Thanks for that. Thornley and Bob Butts' thoughts on Ashburton today. So first race there kicks off in 47 minutes. That's at 12.20. Of course, Ashburton always provides some interesting punting challenges. Often there's big fields. So all the odds available for you on tab.co.nz. tab.co.nz. If you feel like doing some form, if you've got a Sunday to yourself and you think, oh, we're checking some stuff out. Yes, brother? Michael, it's a big challenge today. It is not an easy thing to do to, to be betting at Ashburton today, but HRNZ have all that information for you there. If I was going to have a couple of bets, I don't mind a horse called Big Boys Toys in race number five. It's drawn two, it's got Blair Orange, it's tra- trained by Graham Court, and I, th- I really quite like the horse. A big, as he's named, a uh, big strong bugger, so I, I like him, and I do think Evangelist is well placed in that junior driver's race. Should go forward for Carter Delgetti and probably should win that. Yeah, well, Carter's a big help in any juniors race. Obviously, he drives in group races, and he's won a group one, so I always like backing junior drivers in those situations who have been around um, around those bigger races because obviously they're not as nervous as some of the less experienced drivers. The good thing about hrenz.co.nz is if you want to back a horse and you're not sure, just go to its last start, click on its video, look at it, see if it's got any speed, see if it races straight, see if it's got a good gait, see if it puts its head on the side, all those things, and you can say to yourself, nah, I don't like that. One of the biggest tips I can give you is nothing worse than watching a race and looking at a horse and you've backed it and then you go, oh, I don't like the look of that much. It's got a low head carriage or it's got a terrible gait. So if you're not sure, get on hrenz.co.nz, just find the race, find the horse, click on the horse, and it's that easy to watch every race and every trial it's ever had. The workouts aren't always on there, but it's a great resource if you feel like giving yourself a bit more confidence about your bet. Get your text in. This is your chance to get a winner for free. Double eight double three. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for this morning is TOUGH, after It's Tough, who won the Welcome Stakes on Friday night, and you may want to try and convince producer dude Robbie as to why you should get the $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. That'll be decided in the next 26 minutes. After this break, we're going to talk to Jamie McKinnon. He's the president of the Auckland Trotting Club. It's been an interesting couple of years. We're going to find out where things are with the club, counting down to next week's Auckland Cup meeting. Welcome back to Trots Talk. Get those texts into double eight double three with your name, your TAB account number, and the code word TOUGH, because it's tough won the welcome stakes, as you heard, on Friday night. And that's your chance to win a $50 bonus. Bet courtesy of the tab. Thank you, people from the tab. The Auckland Trotting Club is counting down to a massive week of racing. There it is, Roy Purden Memorial coming up this Friday, along with the Anzac Cup. And then the week after, the big ones, the Row and Auckland Cups on the same night. Jamie McKinnon is the president at the ATC. Good morning to you, Jamie. Morning, Michael. 
Great how are you? Oh, I'm well, thank you, mate. Great time for an update on how things are going uh, in Auckland. And we're not going to get too far into this, but obviously there's been some enormous difficulties with the real estate over the last couple of years. Um, where does that stand at the moment? Because just a quick update for people, a large parcel of land at Alexandra Park was going to be sold. That won't affect the racing, but for development. Uh, and also the Pukekohe training track, Jamie, there was an offer or an expression of interest for a very large amount of money. Where do those two deals stand, just for those people who don't keep up with these events? Uh, Michael, right. So, first of all, I suppose we can go back one further step. The club got itself into some financial difficulty through developing a piece of land at the top of the, uh, or the start of the home straight. And that left us with a debt of around about $110 million. So in order to fight our way out of that, we needed to look at what assets we had, and we had plenty of them. And so the banks have supported us for some years as we've been able to dispose of those assets. Now, the first one you mentioned was a parcel of land which actually completes the development that we started. So that's where the apartment development is at Alexandra Park, right up to the grandstand. And that piece of land was sold to a group of investors last year for $56 million. Uh, we have that money, so that, that essentially takes away half the debt. The next part of the, uh, the solution was to sell the training complex at Pukekohe. Uh, that was going through a, a private plan change. Uh, a number of investors has, had bought property all the way around the outside of the track, uh, which had been owned by um, a number of trainers, and uh, they sold to a group of investors. We were kind of in the middle, so... We joined them and, um, and we approached council for a private plan change. Uh, council, after some years, uh, delivered a, uh, a private plan change to the investors and our block of land became unconditional, um, subject to an appeal process. Now, that block of land uh, was sold subject to this appeal for $100 million. That clearly puts the club back in front and we can get on with doing what we want to do, and that is racing at Alexander Park for much better stakes than what we are at the moment. So where we are at the moment is that there are a couple of parties who have appealed the, um, uh, the plan change. Uh, what we've been asking for is to move from a training track, which had a special zoning out there, to residential and, uh, and light industrial. That was seen to be a, a prime piece of land for that kind of development, particularly as it's adjacent to the train station and to the growing Pukekohe community. So um, we've got a couple of groups who have uh, objected. Um, uh, the local iwi, they want to have a little bit more discussion about the cultural and um, spiritual side of things. Um, and we think that's important. We did engage with the iwi before we went to council, but they just want a little bit more clarification on what we're doing. And uh, so we are, are engaging with them and we are hopeful that we will uh, get a positive outcome. So that's where we're at. Um, we've probably got another month or two of working through that process and uh, hopefully all going well. Uh, we can all get on with doing what we set out to do. Jamie, thank you for that that in-depth update. And obviously it's something which um, Greg's going to try and talk to you about on the box seat and coming up in the next couple of weeks. We don't have enough time to get fully into the programming of races today, but what I do want to know is the Auckland Trotting Cup has about seven or eight acceptors left, and it's still 10 or 12 days out. 
Is the club happy with where the cup sits? What needs to happen with the Auckland Cup? Um, what's going on with this carnival? Because are you happy to run the Auckland Cup in May or do you and the club want to see it on another date? Uh, most definitely want to move it. Um, we want to have a discussion with um, Racing New Zealand, um, specifically Racing Manager Catherine McDonald and CEO Gary Woodham. We are not happy where, with where it's positioned. Even the Row Cup, it's too late. And with, if you speak with the leading trainers, the people that supply the horses to these races, they will tell you that it's too late in May. They want their horses out eating grass so they can prepare them, spell and prepare them properly for the spring carnival. If they're still in work racing the last week of May, it's not ideal and they would prefer it wasn't there. From a club's point of view, we would prefer that the Auckland Cup was back in its rightful place on 31st of December and that's what we'll be wanting to achieve as soon as possible. We also need to, uh, that race to be... The states, they need to come back up. I mean, it's, we're racing for, what is 180,000? It's just, it's, it's not right. Um, we don't expect this race should be at the same level as the, um, as the, the, uh, the New Zealand Trotting Cup or Pacing Cup. But it certainly is a race worthy of somewhere between 250 and 400,000 stakes. So that's our challenge uh, for the next wee while is to uh, resurrect that race back to December 31. The Road Cup as well, we'd like that back at the end of April, beginning of May, where it's always been run. OK, Jamie, look, um, I, I can't say I disagree with you. I, I'm not sure where the Auckland Cup should sit. I, I don't think it should sit in the back end of May. I think it's too late and I think too many horses are tired and there's too established a pecking order by then. Um, I don't know if it should go to March. I, I, I don't know. But, I, but I, I know that it's going to be awfully hard to get enormous bums on seats next week because it's cold in Auckland. And once it gets cold, people don't want to go to the races when they can watch them on TV. Uh, Jamie, as I said, we're going to have an, an extended interview with you on the box seat coming up for our final show in a few weeks' time. So we appreciate you taking the time to update the SENZ listeners this morning. Greg will speak to you next week. And good luck for the next two Friday nights because even with the challenges, there'll still be some outstanding racing coming up. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, there's some great racing and um, hopefully the weather's good and um, we can let those horses do what they want to do. It's um, it's too big a conversation to get into at the stage. Greg and I could talk for the next 20 minutes about this. We could have spoken to Jamie for another 10. But yes, we will discuss it more over the winter when there's less racing and we have more time and other things um, aren't on the agenda. But on the agenda coming up after this break uh, is the weanling sales. The weanling sale is coming up at Karaka. That's going to be um, just two days before, the day before actually, of course the day before the Auckland Cup meeting. And we're going to talk to uh, Brent. McIntyre, who's bringing horses all the way, all the way from the deep south up here and find out about the challenges of doing so. On the other side, we're going to talk babies here on Trotstalk. Welcome back to Trotstalk. Five minutes to go here. Soon we'll announce our $50 bonus bet winner. But we have a weanling sale coming up at Karaka next week. And a rarity, we have little baby horses coming all the way from Southland. Brent McIntyre from Macca Lodge is in charge of those. Good morning to you, Brent. And look, I presume it's a bit of a logistical challenge getting the little bubbers, all 13 of them, across Cook Strait and up to Auckland. Yes, uh, definitely is. Uh, never done it before, so I've talked to a few people and sort of pointed us in the right direction. But uh, we've got a truck, nine horse truck, we'll get 12 on. We've only got 12 coming up. 
But um, no, we sort of feed them all this right tucker for going up there and all the rest of it. So hopefully it'll work out pretty good. We'll get there about four days before the sales, so, or five days, so have them plenty of time to recover on the trip. What's the mindset behind taking weanlings to this sale rather than waiting yeah. eight or nine months and going to the yearling sales? Yeah, well, you got to be... Um, there's probably half a dozen of these could go the yearling sales, but... Um, uh, normally we go on to Gavel House, but uh, Tex took me into having to go up there because they'll be shorter, slightly shorter horses this year. And uh, they had a real good sale up there last year, so with Australians and whatnot in there. And uh, so I'll oh, give it a go. But um, Brent, we've I, got six. I love the idea. Yep. How do people get a look at them? How like people love this stuff? It's like horse porn. They get to look at the horses and play on their phone and and watch this sort of stuff. How do you get to look at the Mecca Lodge horses? Well, the photos will be going up later on today on the on the website. Um, it's been a bit of a nightmare because the weather's been so bad down here to get photos. It was snowing here the other day, but we managed to get them. So uh, they'll be going up there. So and of course, obviously, they'll be up there to be looked at up there. So, mate, that's what's what it is? What's the star of the show? What What's the one? Um, got a, a real nice. Um, actually by uh, first season sire and um, Better's Wish out at the Dinkles Angel. She's a real eye catcher. And in the Colts, uh, got a real nice uh, Fear the Dragon Colt. Uh, out of a, um, it's only my excuse. He's a real standout. So you know, some nice ones there. Brilliant. And a uh, full... Yep. We're looking forward to having you here, mate. I think it's cool. I think it's great. The South, the home of Cardigan Bay, is getting involved at Karaka and Greg and I will be there. A whole bunch of other people will be there, mate. Glad you get in here four days in advance. Um, I, I'll look forward to coming out and seeing the yearling, other weanlings. Yeah, no, looking forward to getting up there. Um, Auckland Cup week too, so it should be real good. That's Brent McIntyre from Macca Lodge. Good luck to you, Brent. Travel safe, mate, with the babies. 12 weanlings coming to the weanling sale. Uh, NZB New Zealand, bloodstock.co.nz or nzbstandardbred.co.nz and all those photographs will be up. The weanling sale on Thursday week at Karaka. Producer dude Robbie, before we get back to Greg for his final tips, who won our fitty from the TAB people? Our winner today is uh, Monica actually, who's, uh, who said she was sitting with one of the owners in a bar in Greymouth watching the race on his phone. Hard to believe the TV in Greymouth wasn't actually on trackside, but maybe maybe the footy was on Friday night. Maybe it was. Hey, well done to Monica and to my beloved Greymouth hometown. Gregory, how do we make a dollar today uh, out of uh, Ashburton? Yeah, each way, Big Boys Toys, race five, number two. He's got out to about $8 like that. And I think Evangelist, race seven, number eight, with Carter Del Getty for the Thomases will be winning there. Alexandra Park, the next two Fridays, Michael. Multiple group ones. Uh, you know, you've got uh, the Sire Stakes. You've got uh, group two races like the uh, Anzac Cup, um, uh, the Trotters Championship. And then we go next week to the group one Northern Trotting Derby and the Row Cup and the Auckland Cup. So uh, Alexandra Park's the place to be. Uh, all that information at HRNZ, including previews uh, and uh, hopefully information for you to back a winner will, will be there.
Yep, that'll be the focus of the next two weeks here on Trots Talk. Um, back a winner today at Ashburton. Odds available on tob.co.nz. And yes, you can still go to Alexander Park. It'll be good fun the next two Fridays. You can watch the footy while you're there. So check out alexpark.co.nz. Hey, thanks for listening today. Don't forget Ashburton this afternoon. There's two gallops meetings in play with Matamata bounced from Friday into Sunday. Thanks for listening to Trots Talk, courtesy of ECNZ.